Slava Jesus Christus, Slava Navika. Glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. It's Father Basil again. And reading again from this document, Love is Our Mission, The Family Fully Alive, from the Preparatory Catechesis for the World Meeting of Families, Philadelphia, 2015. So this section starts with this called Life in the Domestic Church. Vatican II called the family a domestic church, an ecclesia domestica. The family is, so to speak, the domestic church. In it, parents should, by the word and example, be the first preachers of the faith to their children. They should encourage them in their vocation, which is proper to each of them, fostering with special care vocation to a sacred state. The vocational nature of family life requires living with attentiveness. Every human life is called to some task by God. But, like building a marriage, discerning a vocation does not come from the air. The habits of discernment can be taught and cultivated. It is a mother's and a father's responsibility to be with children at home and in church and pray together regularly. They will not learn how to do it if they are not taught. Parents can seek help from godparents, grandparents, teachers, clergy, and religious to help fulfill their responsibilities and so that they too can grow unlearnable prayer. Pope Francis, a Jesuit with years of formation in the art of discernment, describes how prayer and vocational awareness go together. It is important to have a daily relationship with God, to listen to Him in silence before the tabernacle and deep within ourselves, to speak with Him, to draw near to the sacraments. Having this familiar relationship with the Lord is like keeping the window of our lives open so He can make us hear His voice and hear what He wants us to do. Practicing and teaching discernment as a family imply patience and prayer, a constant desire to purify motives, to confess and do penance, to be patient in the slow work of growing in virtue, to open one's imagination to scripture and the witness of the church, and to understand one's inner life, to learn discernment for ourselves and to pass along to our children are tasks that imply humility, an openness to constructive criticism, and conversation about how God might be at work in our life. A vocational approach to life implies a willingness to be frank about our own desires, but most of all, to offer our life to God, to be open to the adventures and new plans that might present themselves when we say, Thy will, not mine. St. Therese of Lisieux prayed in this way as a child, saying, My God, I choose all. I do not want to be a saint by halves. I am not afraid to suffer for you. I fear only one thing, that I should keep my own will. So take it, for I choose all that you will. Especially when a family includes many young children, parents face a wide array of stresses. Parenting is demanding. Yet... If the goal of the Christian family life 
is to open the home's windows to God's grace in daily life, then even in the midst of fatigue and domestic chaos, parents can remain open to the Spirit. Nobody wants to burden parents further, but divine love is not something to be reserved for important matters, but must be pursued chiefly in the ordinary circumstances of life. In the vulnerability of such moments, parents can discover what St. Paul meant when he said, Whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Parenting as a way of deflating pretenses, of making us see that we are not self-sufficient, but need help and strength from God, family, parish, and friends. The way a family responds to adversity and sickness, or gathers for meals and devotions, or makes financial decisions and sets priorities, or the way a family makes choices about leisure, the parents' jobs or careers, the children's academic uh, education, even bedtime routines, these and many other daily aspects of home economics shape the imaginations and horizons of the children. Domestic routines can be thin places, Places where the Spirit shines through, where an attitude of gentleness and Christian hospitality leavens, leavens all of life. Our cultural context requires families to be discerning. Pope Francis expresses many of the, these ideas in a practical way. I think we can all improve a bit in this respect by becoming better listeners of the Word of God in order to be less rich on our own words and richer in his words. I think of fathers and mothers who are the primary educators of the children. How can they educate them if their consciences have not been enlightened by the word of God? If their way of thinking and acting is not guided by the word, what sort of example can they possibly give to their children? This is important because then mothers and fathers complain. Oh, this child. But you, what witness have you given to the child? How have you spoken to him? Have you talked with him about the word of God or about the TV news? Fathers and mothers need to be talking about the word of God. And I think of catechists and all of those who are involved in education. If their hearts have not been warmed by the word, how can they warm the hearts of others, of children, of youth, of adults? It is not enough just to read the sacred scriptures. We need to listen to Jesus who speaks in them. It is Jesus himself who speaks in the scriptures. It is Jesus who speaks in them. Let us ask ourselves, what place does the word of God have in my life, in my everyday life? Am I tuned into God or into the many buzzwords or into myself? This is a question that every one of us needs to ask of him or herself. Pope Francis alluded to the TV news, which we may take more generally as raising the issue of mass media, internet and social media, and other forms of popular culture. Engaging these forms of culture is not something that should happen on autopilot. To engage these forms of culture constructively also requires discernment. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, in discussing the domestic church, 
notes that the world today is often alien or even hostile to faith. In a fragmented culture, where the social media environment may undermine parental authority in general, and Catholic parenting in particular, parents and children need to reflect on their family's way of being in the world without belonging to the world. When any of us, but especially children, encounter culture, it shapes our imaginations and ambitions. In large part, all of us, but especially children, learn our expectations for a good life in part from the images, films, music, and stories of our lives. It is therefore up to the parents, the extended family, godparents, adult mentors, and educators to monitor this exposure and to ensure children's imaginations are fortified and fed with wholesome food, with material that protects their innocence, gives them an appetite for the adventure of Christian living, and evokes a vocational approach to life. Beauty and contemplation should be part of a child's ordinary environment so that children can learn to perceive the sacramental dimension to reality. Parents, elders, godparents, relatives, fellow parishioners, catechists and teachers need to model these attitudes for children. The formation of young people necessarily includes book knowledge, spiritual literacy, means knowing the facts of the faith. But it is even more vital to teach children how to pray and to give children role models, adult examples for them to witness and aspire toward. Older children and adolescents can become appropriately self-conscious and reflective about the ambient culture, as well as beginning to form a more mature perspective on prayer and vocational discernment. These important themes should be part of preparing to receive the sacrament of confirmation, which itself gives grace to enable faithful discipleship on these questions. So that's a lot of uh, information there. But basically, this is saying, how do we raise our children in our Catholic church? so that they learn the faith. Okay? So that's something to think about. God bless you. Have a good day.